Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everything's better with some wine in the belly. Welcome to Tits and Wine, a spoiler-free Game of Thrones podcast. Tonight we talk about Season 8, Episode 1. Thanks for listening. You're watching the show. Welcome to Tits and Wine. <laughs> Yay! Game of Thrones podcast. I'm Casey. I've watched the show a bunch of times and read the books a couple times. And I am Nicole. I have not read any of the books, and I am watching the show for the first time. Tonight we are discussing, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) uh, season eight, episode one. We made it to the final season. I am drinking a Pay It Brewing Fly Line. And I am drinking, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah, Rex Goliath Cabernet. I was like, what am I drinking again? A what? Rex Goliath Cabernet. Oh, okay, okay. I know exactly what that is. Yes. Always, always a good, uh, a good standby, that one. It is, and it's pretty inexpensive, which I like. Yeah. No, for the price, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so before we get going, I realized that I hadn't talked about something with you about the show that they left out from the books. Lady Stoneheart. Has anybody told you about Lady Stoneheart? I don't know. Uh-uh. Okay, so in the book, after the Red Wedding, uh, and Beric Dondarrion is going through the Riverlands, right, with the Brotherhood, and they come across Catelyn Stark's body in the river, Beric Dondarrion actually sacrifices himself to bring her back to life. So Catelyn Stark actually in the books comes back to life, but she's so fucked up she's been dead for several days in the water that she can't talk because she had her neck slit (laughs) she's in a really bad shape what yeah so there's a zombie catlin that's like loose in the riverlands and she takes over the brotherhood without banners and goes on this vengeance spree and it's just killing everybody like everybody (laughs) she's louise yeah so they left that out of the book. Um, <clears throat> um, and remember, I uh, I told you how the hound got bit, and I would, I would talk about it later, but I couldn't talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. So in the books, the biter actually bites Brienne, and she has been tied up by Lady Stoneheart, and she's really mad at her because she feels like Brienne has betrayed her because she teamed up with Jamie because she finds her with Jamie's sword and Jamie's armor. And then the biter starts to eat her. And that's the last we've heard of Brienne. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Very wow. uh very strange. Yes. <laughs> but it's a big deal. And everybody was um we weren't sure if they were going to include Lady Stoneheart or not. They did not. And obviously Beric Dondarian is still alive. 
so yeah, but I, I thought that was something definitely that I was going to tell you. And I realized as I was listening to the podcast that I hadn't brought her up yet. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that would have been interesting to do. Yeah. Yeah. Super crazy. I'm not sure where they're going with it because obviously, um, it had no weight on the show at all. So weird. So who knows? Um, so I didn't really do a top three. I don't know if you did. Um, I did. Did I? I wrote a lot of pages of notes, which is weird. Because not a lot happened in this. Oh, no. actually. Oh, yeah. I had a couple. I have a couple things. I guess I, I there's definitely a couple that I could say. Are, yeah, I guess I do. Um, let me mark them real quick so I know when to, to talk about them. Uh, I will say for this one, and, and it was kind of interesting, and I was just telling Sean about this yesterday, because it was like, I've never really watched a show all the way through. I've never watched a series from beginning to end. Like, I had shows that I was, like, super, super stoked on, like, True Blood and The Walking Dead. I got bored of them and just stopped watching them. Oh, really? I never, yeah, so I've never watched that I can remember at least nothing that I can remember. I've never watched the season premiere of the season, like the final season. Wow. So this is the first for you. It was a first for me. And it was interesting because I watched it Sunday night. I, I forced myself to get all my schoolwork done so I could watch the show because I was like, I don't want to wait till Monday night. I want to do it tonight. So Sunday night I sat down with my little plate of sweet potato chip nachos, which are amazing. <laughs> They and I was all excited. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Cover anything with cheese and it's good, though. Um, <laughs> True. So I'm just sitting here, like, in my bed getting ready to watch it. And I felt like a kid at Christmas. And I was like, oh, my God, when was the last time I've been so excited for, like, the, you know, the, the first episode of the final season? And it was like, holy shit, I don't think I've ever experienced this. And honestly, I don't know if I'm ever going to experience it again. So I just, like, sat there and just kind of, like, reveled in the moment. Like, this may be the only time in my life <laughs> that I feel That's so excited. Awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was my little interesting, like, epiphany Sunday night. Like, oh, my God. So they better fucking deliver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So what would you say your overall impression was of the episode as a whole? Um, it was it was kind of there were parts that were really, really, really cool. But it like, you know, it was mostly just a lot of plot setup. So it was kind of slow going, kind of like reminded me of the first season, like the first like four episodes. Yeah. What did you think? Um, <laughs> I thought it definitely showed how bad the dialogue's gotten. Like the writers, <laughs> they just, they're not as good about writing dialogue as George's. It. It's a lot of people, and that's what my that's what my what the fuck moments are is these people's dialogue. Um, it used to be when characters would talk to each other, it seemed like a natural conversation. It was in character, and it was it was a conversation to two people would have in reality. Now it seems like it's talking heads that are just relaying information to the audience. They're not actually reacting to each other. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, I was wondering because most of what I was, like, irritated by in, in the whole conversation thing, most uh-huh. of it was Daenerys. And yeah. I have to ask you, because I don't know the timelines and the books and all that 
Did she become just a useless cunt when they started deviating from the books? Uh, I shouldn't say useless cunt, but she's just annoying now. Well, yes, yes, because in the books, she's still in Marine. So, okay. I mean, she's kind of, right now in the book, she's really boring because she ha- she's still in Marine and she's been there for like a book and a half. And we're all just like, God, fuck, get out of Marine. So she's not a useless cunt, but she's boring. So the show, so everything that we've seen of her from the dragon pit. So the dragon pit thing happened. The last that we know of Danny is that she, that Drogon took her to the grass sea, right? And she heard hoof prints coming. We assume it's the Dothraki. We don't know, but that's where we've left her. Okay. So everything after that is just the show. So everything she does when she gets back to Marine, the whole taking over the Kalisar, that's all just show. I don't like it. I don't like her anymore. No, I and I I wasn't a huge fan already, and now I really don't like her at all. And I didn't like her at all in this episode. Oh my no, lord. She and we'll get to that, but like some of the things yeah. she says, I'm like, you're a little bitch like you're an asshole yes and I hate that because you know she was one of my favorites for a long time but I it's basically since she took over Marine I just don't like her anymore <laughs> yeah yeah so I hear ya yeah. <laughs> okay so let's we'll do our top three we'll go back and forth um so what's what's one of yours okay I ran out of pages in one notebook, so I had to tear out pages of another. So I hope I don't get it. I started a, I started a new notebook with this one. I was pretty excited. <laughs> um, okay. So, actually, um, one was more of a dialogue. What the fuck? And it might be one that you kind of picked up on, too. So, Bran has just told Sam, hey, it's time to go tell John the truth. You need to do it. He trusts you. Right. So then we go down in the crypt and John's in there lighting a candle for his uncle dad. And (laughs) Sam like crashes on like a bull in a china shop and and this is just me paraphrasing. Did you know your chick killed my dad and brother? Oh fuck. I'm sorry, dude. Would you have done that? Well, I've you know, I've killed I've you know, killed guys that have defied me, blah blah blah. And he's like, Oh well, you know, if you were king, there is I'm not the king anymore. He's like, You've always been the king. So then he tells him, you're the king of the seven bloody kingdoms, or you're the bloody king of the seven kingdoms, I don't remember. And he's like, your parents yeah, were... I'm not talking about the king in the north, I'm talking about king of the bloody seven kingdoms. Yeah, and John's like, what yeah. the fuck, dude? Are you high? What did you, did yeah. you drink too much milk of the poppy? And he's like, yeah, your parents were Lyanna and Rhaegar, and he's just like, and John, like, one of the first things he says, Daenerys is our queen, and he's like, oh what john fuck you well, that would be treason yeah. no it'd be the truth it's like are you that whipped i hate that term but are you that whipped so yeah dude totally this is this is a really good example of how the dialogue is not representing people talking like if that were a real conversation between best friends i doubt john would say that like yeah his first reaction to finding out his true parentage would not be, oh my god, I have to be loyal to Danny? Like, <laughs> right. yeah. 
he would be more like, what the fuck? How do you know? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, give me details. Holy shit, that makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Right. It was yeah. so weird. It was super weird. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is totally what I'm talking about. The dialogue was just them relaying information to the audience. And the way that, he, like you said, the dialogue about, um, you know, would you have done it? Oh, I'm not a king. Oh, but you were always a king. No one talks like that. Right. Yeah, that's that's not a realistic. Yeah, that's ex- exactly what I'm talking about. Weird. It was just a weird scene. And it's like, this is like one of the biggest moments in the show when mm-hmm. this character finds out that everything in his life has been a complete lie. And for book readers, we have been waiting decades for this moment. Decades. Oh, I'm sure. You know? How disappointed were you? I just have to know. Yeah, it was pretty lackluster. I I will say this, though. Uh, the actor that plays Samwell, um, something Bradley, he stole the show. And it's, it's interesting that the best acting and the best scene in the entire episode of reunions we've been waiting for and reveals we've been waiting for the best thing we saw was sam hearing that his father died like yeah. that was by, that was by far the absolute best thing in the episode because which is the act- pretty fucked up it's pretty <laughs> fucked up yeah uh but it was the best acted because that actor top-notch shit right there and this was his first i've been reading up on a lot of game of thrones stuff this was his first ever like acting job oh wow I'm not yeah. sure I knew that. That's great. Well, he he's the best on the show right now. So good job. Right? He's amazing. He's like a, he's a natural. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting reaction. I and I can imagine as a book reader, you'd be even more like, ah, oh, that was so anticlimactic. Like yeah. it was. Yeah, because John didn't seem to. He just didn't seem to react to it at all. No, he was like, oh, well, Danny's still the queen. Um, okay. <coughs> yeah, he was more upset at the idea that Danny wasn't the rightful queen than he was about, oh, my God, my entire life is a lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, okay, then. You thought, you, you know, like, I just pictured all these different reactions, you know, like yeah. excitement, um, frustration, like indifference okay well the indifference really won he was just like okay well so you want to go get a burger like but like <coughs> yeah and I, i'm still gonna like tell danny she's in charge if that's cool right and that's my thing it's like is anybody gonna tell danny that she fucked her <laughs> nephew like well, they, they gave sam a, a stupid one-liner um john was like danny's queen well she shouldn't be uh she never she never was the queen you're the queen and then and then he says and it's it's a stupid fucking one-liner that the show does way too often now he says you gave up your crown to save your people would she do the same oh come on like i the sentiment is great but the line itself is corny it's just really cliche like just like all right yeah yep yeah so that was a thing Okay, so that was not one of my three, but it's similar to my three. Um, my first one is when they, the very opening of the episode and everybody shows up in Winterfell and everyone's saying hi and introducing themselves and everything. 
Bran interrupts with, we have no time for this. Um, the, the wall has fallen. The Night King is, is south of the wall. He has your dragon. It's his now. And nobody fucking says anything or reacts. Like, that's a big freaking deal, people. Yeah, that's and kind of bad news. It's really bad news. And we've been, it's been drilled into our heads for the last entire show that these dragons are Danny's children. They're my children. They're my children. Okay, so last season, we saw her barely react to Viserion getting killed. Now she finds out that he's been turned. I'm sorry, but if someone told me that my child had been turned into a zombie, I would react. Yeah. A, because you'd be heartbroken. B, it's going to fucking kill you now. Yeah. And they they all just, and like Danny and John just kind of looked at each other and rolled their eyes like, oh, gee. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. The only person that had any sort of reaction at all was Santa. And she was like, yeah, as soon as I heard, I called the banners. Okay, thank you, Santa. At least somebody's paying attention. <laughs> right. Well, Fuck. Yeah, Bran just said something really, really scary and sad and all that, and nobody gave a shit. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? Uh, Next one is... I've only actually got two. Um, that works, because two of mine are, like, right back to back. Yeah, mine too, actually. So this is right after the last scene that I talked about with John being like, well, Danny's the queen. So Torment is alive! Hooray! And he's with Beric, Dondarrion, and some other dudes at Last Hearth. And they're, like, creeping around corners like James Bond shit, and it's dark. And they hear footsteps approaching, and it's Ed and some other dudes. Yay, Ed's alive, too. Hooray! So I just love this scene because Ed's like, stay back, he's got blue eyes. And Tormund's like, I've always had blue eyes. It's like, oh my god, you guys are so I've always had blue eyes. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so ridiculous but funny. So Ed's like, I got some shit to show you. And this scene fucking freaked me out. And let me tell you my personal situation in the moment. You know, my kid doesn't really sleep. She's doing a lot better with sleeping now. But you don't want to wake her up at any point in the night because if she's up, she's up. And so I'm sitting in my room. We share a wall. My TV is right up against the wall that on the other side of that wall is her bedroom where she's sleeping peacefully and wonderfully. And I've got the volume set at just the right volume that I can hear what's going on, but it's not so loud. It's going to wake her up, right? Sure. Okay. So back to the scene. So he takes them to little Ned Umber, staked to the wall surrounded by severed fucking arms. (laughs) and Tormund's like oh we gotta go to Winterfell and as he's talking little Ned is behind him you can see him over his shoulder and all of a sudden his eyes pop open and they're blue and he lets out the most blood curdling horrific scream so now I know what you're talking about when you say that the whites when they scream it's supposed to sound like what was it glass and metal and all this shit Yeah. yeah Yeah, it was a great sound. They did a good job. But it was so fucking loud that I'm like, shit, 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 where's my remote? I'm like trying to turn the volume down like rapidly and it's like, fuck. So I had to watch that scene like a couple of times so I could actually watch it without looking frantically for my remote so I could turn the volume down. But anyway, holy shit, that was so, oh, it was just blood curdling and all the fucking like 
every inch of skin just automatically just has goosebumps and then Barrick lights him on fire and his screaming is amplified and it just like turns into this big flaming design of severed arms and dead kid. Yeah. So holy shit. Did that did that design remind you of anything? No. No, it didn't. The Targaryen sigil. Oh shit. Right. Yeah. I missed that. When it was posted up like that, it was like that looks just like the Targaryen sigil. And there's 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 like almost the exact same number of little spires that come off of the Targaryen symbol. Like there's the three heads, the three tails, you know, and they all spiral like that. So I totally missed that, clearly. Yeah, I don't know if that's intentional, but damn. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's gotta be. There's here's a here's a few other what the fucks about this scene. That I thought were what the fucks. Um, this isn't my next what the fuck, but things that I was like, okay. So Tormund and Barrick and gang, um, they came down from East Watch. Last we saw them, the wall was collapsing. They ran, they got out. You know, we're happy about that. Then obviously they headed to the last hearth. How did the White Walkers beat them there? Right. Okay, question one. Question two, again, Game of Thrones last couple seasons has gotten really bad and annoying about this, that people manage to meet up at the exact same time all the time. Like, like Dolores being there at the same time that Tormund is there is a little silly. (laughs) And that the White Walkers beat them. So the White Walkers are, so this, this army of the dead, which is 100,000 large, we're supposed to believe sauntered their way slowly to the last hearth in front of Tormund and Beric. So how did they go the long way? I don't understand. Why why were they there first? Or did the Night King fly the dragon there and set everything up by himself? But they I think they even mentioned that the the army of the dead is between them and Winterfell. They did. And I'm like, wait, so Yeah. And they're like, well, we can just ride and beat them to Winterfell. And it's like... Ride what? Well, Ed said they brought horses. They have horses. We rode down from Castle Black. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me you all survived a siege of White Walkers and Whites? Like, you you survived how many? 100,000 at least? Yeah, at least. Yeah. So did you just, like, hide down in the cold room where Gilly and... Janice Slint were just palling down like how did you how did you get out and again you're behind them so you would think if they fled if they took off and they left the wall they would be ahead of them were they hiding in a tree I'm I'm gonna pull up a map here because I have some problems with this there's an interactive map it's pretty great so here we go I'm going up to the wall let's see the white harbor I gotta go further Go away. Okay, there's the dread fort. Okay, here's the wall. Okay, where is... Oh, Winterfell's down here. Now, where East Watch is... Okay, I guess it kind of makes sense. So, okay, so the wall is actually... Where the wall is, it gets pretty narrow up in the north. And then it, it like, comes out and it, like, gets wider the further south you go. Winterfell is south of all of it. Um... It totally, I would totally, okay, I believe that they would both head to Last Hearth before they would go to Winterfell. 
it's a little bit more of a stretch for Dolores to have gone there. Like he could have gone more as the crow flies. Cause he has to go, he has to veer a little bit East to get to last hearth, but it's a straight shot for people from East watch, but not, I mean, by much. Cause like the wall, I guess is not as, as long lengthwise as I thought it was. It's believable. I guess what, what is still not believable though, is that the army of the dead is in front of them somehow. Well, okay. well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, well, or we will, because I I think that probably next episode we are going to have a fight with the White Walkers. That's what <laughs> I was thinking, too. I was kind of, ho- I'm hoping. So I think, I think that we're going to, I think we're going to defeat the White Walkers fairly soon. And then, and then it will be a North versus South. So like Danny, John, Santa versus Cersei. They'll defeat Cersei, and then it will become a Danny versus John. Okay, that's an interesting thought. I because I, I was thinking that too. I'm like, I really don't see because if they kill off everybody in Winterfell, if the if the Whites kill everybody in Winterfell, then the show's pretty much over. Like Cersei wins. Is it going to yeah. be between Cersei and Euron? I doubt it. So it's <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. And I did, I forgot that they have a shit ton of dragon glass and they showed a lot of them like mining it and not mining it, but like, They're you know, forging, forging weapons. Yeah. yeah. Like, weapons frantically. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, they have dragon glass. So of course they'll, yeah. they, they have a standing chance. They have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that the white walkers are the boss battle. I think the boss battle is going to be. John versus Danny. I had another thought too. So you know how Danny is impervious to fire? Well, John is the ice, right? What if he's impervious to the ice dragon's fire? Oh. <gasps> oh, snap. Yeah. What should we do predictions after every show? We should do predictions after every show. We probably should at this point, since there's only so many and we both don't know what the hell's going on. And I have to say how much I love this. How cool it is that we're getting to experience this together. I'm sorry it that is. may sound corny. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super, super glad that you agreed to do this with me. I've been having a blast. I love it. Me too. And it's just so fun that now we're at this in the same spot and we're both just like, I don't know what's going to happen. And this is so cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's way fun now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that we're both on the equal footing now. I love it. I love it too. Aww. Okay. So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my next, what the fuck? Um, it, there's two of them, but like I said, they're, they're they're basically the same conversation. So I'll just say it's my last one. Um, okay, so Danny and John are talking, and Danny's like, I don't think your sister likes me. Like, eh. and John's like, Well, she doesn't know you, and she's like, Well, she doesn't have to be my friend, but I am her queen. And then she says. If she can't respect me, and then she gets interrupted, why are you threatening Santa? Right? That was one of my moments where I was like, I don't like her anymore. What a fucking stupid thing. Like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck if your sister likes me. She needs to fucking respect me. It's like, wow, you are fucking cocky. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, what? I don't even think, I'm sorry, but I don't think that Danny would be that dumb. Like, that's why I'm saying, what are they doing to her character? I know. Because, like, one, okay, that's your new boyfriend. Like, <laughs> right. you, don't, you don't 
go and start dating somebody and instantly start talking shit about their family. You wait till you've dated them at least a couple of years. <laughs> right. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, like, you certainly don't basically say you'd kill them if they don't bend the knee. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that shit, Danny? You so I feel like they're setting us up. They're setting us up so that they will fight it out in the end. That makes sense. They're setting us up so we're like, okay, John's going to have a reason to be like, fuck you. Yeah, they're being really heavy-handed with it because, damn. Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, it's almost like they think that the audience is dumber than they are because I've been saying for several seasons now that I think Danny's crazy and probably going to be the bad guy. Yeah. So I've, I've picked up on that with just the subtleties that she's done. They don't have to write it so blatantly. Like, they don't have to make her an asshole for that. And I think that's the difference between the writing that we have now and the writing that George did. Like, George understands that people are nuanced. You don't have to be an asshole to be the bad guy. Like, Stannis wasn't necessarily an asshole, you know, but he certainly wasn't necessarily the good guy. Yeah, exactly. That is such a good (laughs) point. Like, seriously. Yeah, they're just... I mean, we loved we loved uh Tywin Lannister. Yes. You know, I liked Peter Baelish. They were fucking villains. Yeah, they were the bad guys. So, were... yeah. Yeah. But now they're just they're writing to stereotypes. Like, oh, Danny has to be the bad guy, so we have to make sure people know that. No, you don't. <laughs> like, let us figure that out naturally. Like, through her actions. She doesn't... We are capable. (laughs) Yeah, and this is a problem, I think, with, like, society in general, with things like um, people believing rape victims, for instance, or domestic abuse violence, because they look at the perpetrator and say, oh, but they're such a nice guy. Well, nice guys can do fucked up shit, too. Right. Like, they don't... It's not like... Like, yeah, my ex... The the number one thing that people say about him, oh, he's so charming. You've said it. He's so yeah. charming. Oh, I did. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. amazing. Yeah. But that's... that's how abusers get, and that's the same as an ex of mine. Everybody loves yeah. this guy. They think he's fucking amazing. And, oh, he would never. It's like, oh, all right. Exactly. Because they expect that a villain acts like a villain all the time in everything they do. Yep. Like, oh, if a guy, if he's capable of that, then he must just be an asshole. Like, well, no, they're not just going to be going around slamming dishes and <laughs> cussing at everything all the time. Right. right. You know? Yeah, yeah I know. Like, that's a good point. Yeah, that's what they're doing to Danny. They're just making her a dick. Everything, pretty much everything she said this, this episode was like, dick move, Danny. Yeah, and it's almost like they just decided in the last few seasons like we're gonna make her a total dick yeah and I hate it because I really did like her and I'm like you could have made it so that we all still really like her in fact that would have made for a better ending if she gets overthrown because we would have been conflicted about it yeah that's a good I mean that's not a good feeling but that's that's the way great writing it's a that would have been yeah I would have really enjoyed that like I really enjoyed um like the battles, like the Battle of Blackwater was great because there was, I was conflicted on that one. There were people on both sides 
that I didn't want to die. Yeah. And there are people on both sides that I wanted to die. You know? So, yeah. But, no, we can't do that here. We have to have a clear good guy, bad guy situation. But, well, and it kind of makes it obvious, too, which kind of sucks. Because if that ruins it for us, because we figure it out based on how they're changing her character so much. Yeah. It's like, fuck, you guys, make it make it at least unpredictable, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel <sighs> like, like I said, it's, it's, they're making it too obvious. It's been spelled out in the very first episode. So the next what the fuck is directly after this. And we'll go through the, the whole scene when we go through the episode. But um, the whole dragon writing sequence <laughs> was yeah. so bad. It was the corniest shit, shit in the whole show. And the music wasn't, the music didn't fit. The music sounded like it didn't even come from the show. Like the music, it stood out to me so much that I could barely even pay attention to the scene. I was just like, where did this music come from? Because usually in the show, there's a theme, depending on where you are geographically or what characters you're with. And this music was just like, what the fuck is this? It made no sense. It was a whole new world. It was a whole new world. Yeah. Shining, glimmering, splendid. And (laughs) it was dumb as shit. Like, okay, and not to mention that Danny just found out that her child is a zombie now. Oh, let's go have a joy ride and make out at a waterfall. And yep. oh, and <laughs> they so they oh the whole thing was like <coughs> is the dragons aren't eating. John's like, what's wrong with them? Oh, they don't like the North. No, bitch, they're depressed because their brother just got fucking murdered in front of them. Right. Oh my god, Danny, did you forget? Clearly. What the shit? She was busy fucking her nephew. Yeah. I was so mad when she said that. Like, we were sitting there watching and she says, oh, they don't like the North. And I was like, or because Viserion just got fucking brutally murdered. Like, they care more than you do, clearly. Yeah. Of course they're fucking depressed. It was horrific. I'm still depressed about it. It was two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. And you know, I, I love Harry Potter. You know this. And I'm not dogging on Harry Potter. But it <laughs> felt like a scene from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Like and, and, In Harry the- Potter, it's great. But yeah. 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 Harry Potter's great. And in Harry Potter, that would have been awesome. But in Game of Thrones, it just was weird. Yeah. I, I literally wrote, let's go writing tra-la-la. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. <laughs> And let's talk about Drogon looking at John like, you're not my stepdad. That was also dumb shit. That was also like, what the fuck are those? What? Why are they scared? And she just giggles. She's like, don't be afraid. He's like, your 80,000 pound dragon is giving me the stink eye. He can literally breathe on me and kill me right now. Yeah. He wouldn't even have to move. Of course I'm afraid, you dumb bitch. Let's not forget the whole thing that in the books, it's stated more than once that only Targaryens can ride dragons. Like, that's a thing in the book. So we've already broken that because we've already had a handful of people ride the dragons. Uh, which probably shouldn't have happened and probably won't happen in the books. But then for Danny to just be all casually like, oh, ride my dragon, it'll be fun. Uh, him being able to do it 
should have been a major fucking deal. Like a major deal. And it wasn't at all. It was like, oh, wasn't that fun? And he's, oh, you ruined horses for me. (laughs) Yeah, it was so weird. It was so weird. And it was like, (laughs) let's make out. (laughs) Let's make out by this waterfall. And then they kind of, and I felt almost like it was almost an insult to Igor. You know, not by John and Danny, but the writers. We could stay here for a thousand years. Oh, the grit. Yeah. Like, like, why would you, like, if that was their thing, you guys just, like, you, like, like, what's the word I'm, like, you tainted that whole thing. Yeah, and with, with your grit, it felt genuine and sincere. With these guys, it felt like a forced fucking one-liner. Yeah. There's not, there is not very good sexual chemistry between John and Danny. Like, no. the two actors. They just don't, I mean, they've. They obviously played off the like, oh, there's sexual tension, but not because they acted it so well. They just because they made it fucking obvious. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like, there was legit chemistry between uh, John and Yagrit. Like, that was believable. But they Uh, were really in love. So it's kind of like. Sure. uh But, like, we talked about with uh, Danny and the original Dario, right? They had a chemistry that was really like, whoa, there was really some tension there with that, with those two. Danny and, and, and John? No, it's awful. No, it is. Even like <laughs> the sex scene, it was like, it wasn't even like hot. It was just like, oh, oh. No, it's awkward. It's really awkward. And Danny, so Amelia Clark, I really like her as an actress, so I'm not trying to dog on her, but the faces she's been making in that episode. I don't know what's going on there. Like, I don't know if she's like trying to smile more or something, but she just looked awkward more than not. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of, she looks more like an insolent child to me now. Like, Hmm. Kind of like a sly little like smirky. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The smirks and the smugness, the smugness. Oh my God. Like she, Okay, let's just go to the top of the episode. Okay, let's do it. Let me, yeah, let me stop and start over. We're already at forty minutes. Oh jeez. Yeah, there's there's so much stuff about this episode, and I felt bad. I was like, God, I just have more to bitch about than anything else. Uh, but there's just so they made it so easy to make fun of some of these things. And uh, I think it'll get better. I think the first one's always a little bit like, man, you're kind of just getting into it again. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Because I just feel like there were so many moments that we've been looking forward to that they just failed us. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so, top of the episode, very, very top of the episode, we get a new intro. Did you actually watch the intro this time? Mm-hmm. It was new, and it was awesome. They did a really cool job. Yep. Um, so, we get an intro that mimics the intro at the very beginning of the show in season one which was really cool we get the kid running through winterfell climbing up to get a better view which is what bran was doing when he spotted robert baratheon and his party coming he ran through winterfell and climbed up to get a better view same music played it was great i loved it i was pumped yeah um aria is in town instead of like at winterfell and she's watching people come in here come the unsullied they don't look like they're dressed properly 
they're not wearing enough clothes. Like they're wearing kind of like a thin layer of leather. And I get it, they're hard asses, but we don't want to get them sick and shit. Come on. Right. Uh, uh, so Arya, here comes Danny and John. And she's super happy and she almost yells for John, but she doesn't. And I get that. That fine. Then she she sees the hound and she scowls. And then she sees Gendry and she smiles. Oh. You know, okay. Then we see Tyrion and Varys. This was almost one of my what the fuck moments. Uh Tyrion's making dick jokes to Varys. Okay. Tyrion and Varys, who were arguably the two smartest guys in the show, seasons one through like four, have now been reduced to comic relief of dick jokes. Yeah. They don't have anything to contribute. Varys especially hasn't done Jack for a while. And Tyrion just, all he does is tease people. He teased Varys here. He teases Davos later. And he has nothing of value to say anymore. Like, Isn't that they, interesting? Yeah, they don't know how to write his character very well. Because now he doesn't do anything and he makes, he just makes fun of people. Which isn't his character. Right, and I guy. feel like for him, for Peter Dinklage, that's got to be an insult because he didn't originally even want to be on the show because he was like a fantasy show with a, with a dwarf. Yeah, it has a bad taste in your mouth, yeah. But now it's like that's the character that they're writing him to be is what he was afraid of being. I mean, it's not to the le- the same level, but still, it's it's kind of reminiscent of that. Like, yeah. You're just a jokester, and you're just a, ooh, <laughs> I'm a funny guy. And it's like, not he's been, like, a key game player in this entire show. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking weird. Well, and then, and Varys was a big puppeteer, and he had a bunch of stuff rolling. He was responsible for connecting Danny with Illyrio Mopatis, and then getting her married to Drogo. Like, that was all Varys. Now he has no spies. He's not, has no influence over anybody He's just kind of along for the ride. And he even says in the episode, like, no one's going to listen to us. We're old. Oh, my God. Like, you used to be one of the most influential people in the world. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Kind of makes me mad. (laughs) It is. Uh, It's like they didn't know what to do with them. So they're just like, well. (laughs) Yeah. Got to keep them around. But we don't know how to write clever characters. So we'll just have them make fun of each other. Okay. (laughs) Then we get another, uh, which I thought was a really problematic shot. Uh, Miss Sandy and Grey Worm come into town, and that's when they decide to show Winterfell glaring at people. Yeah, I saw, I noticed that too. I was like, what? What? Yeah. And I said to Brian, as we're sitting there, I'm like, oh, apparently the North doesn't like black people. Because that's what it looked like when you show Miss Sandy and Grey Worm, and that's when you choose to show Winterfell glaring at the incoming crew. Why not that show them? That was gl- really weird. Yeah. yeah. Why are they clearing it, Miss Sandy and Grey Worm? That was like, what the fuck? And, you know, like, Miss Sandy's looking around like, uh, we're in the wrong neighborhood, Grey Worm. Right? I know. Ah. And he's just like, meh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's all we see of Miss Sandy and Grey Worm this episode. So. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Then the, the dragons fly over. Oh, and the, the Winterfell town folk, they have a reaction to something. They actually react to the dragons. So that's good. They're paying attention. I know. I wrote, 
dragons incoming people are losing their minds and right as i'm writing that my cat just flips the fuck out and like <laughs> jumps off my bed like it, it but he had to use every claw just <laughs> across my bed and then jumps on the floor and he's staring at the tv like what the fuck <laughs> he's afraid so, of dragons apparently my cat was freaked out as well just as much as wow. the, the folks of winterfell yeah but as the people are running and fleeing in terror danny smirks like what a bitch yeah she didn't smirk like because like i feel like a few seasons ago she would have smiled proudly of her dragon and it wouldn't have been a smirk it would have been like a oh there's my beautiful children this was like a yeah see that bitches like don't glare at me sort of smirk yeah and it just like i don't she's just so fucking pompous now i don't like it i don't like it no uh john sees bran they have a nice reunion that was pretty good uh sansa is stink eye and everyone rightfully so yeah i think it was fine sansa's being fine she got a lot of flack from people online and i want to say fuck y'all She's being a true northerner, and John is acting a fool, and so is Danny. So Sansa yeah. totally has a right to be acting the way Sansa's acting. And can, gives- can we say something really quick about John? Yeah. About John and Bran? Yeah. Because after John kisses Bran on the forehead, it's so sweet. He's like, "Look at you, you're a man." And Bran says, "Almost." And even John's like, "What?" So that was a callback to the books. So in the books. Bran, when he was young, was constantly saying, I'm almost a man grown. I'm almost a man grown. Like, ad nauseum. Okay. So, I think that was, like, a nod to the books. But, okay, yeah. It was sorry, another... I was just curious. Yeah. So, I think it wasn't another just Bran being creepy, but also a nod to the book readers. Okay. Because he said it all the time. He said it to his brothers. He said it to his dad. He said it to Arya. And then he said it to himself in his head forever like in every chapter he said it like three it was like the lemon cakes like sansa's lemon cakes brand <laughs> i'm almost a man grown bullshit so <laughs> okay that makes more sense because it just even the look on john's face was like what <laughs> okay yeah so it All was right. funny when you're reading these books um you would you would notice when george r would like learn a new phrase or something because all of a sudden it would show up a bunch and then it would dis- it would go away <laughs> weird yeah it's really funny um like for a while there were like several chapters where people had like grease running down their chin and it happened for a while and then it stopped happening just weird stuff like that it was so but it's funny it'd be really noticeable because it would he would say it like two or three times a chapter for like seven chapters straight and then it would move on to something else weird that's hilarious but yeah weird um so then we get uh, Brand's comment about the wall and hey we don't have time for this you know shit's fucked and everyone's like oh Bran <laughs> oh you silly he's fuck like, he's like no but really, really. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not to mention that uh, has anybody explained to Danny about Bran's powers so why isn't she like reacting to just the fact that he's making a statement like that like how the fuck do you know <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. Did the white? Did the Night King send a raven? Like, wh- how do we know this? <sighs> yeah. So, but she acts all nonchalant. She just gives John a look, like, oh gosh, I just got here. Can we just relax? 
So then we get into the Great Hall. Sansa, thank God who's paying attention. I called the banners to get everybody here. Um, and another person paying attention. Thank God for Leanna Mormont. She fucking puts John in his place like he needs to be right now. You left a king and you came back what? A lord? Nothing? Oh my God, I love her. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know what to call you. Nothing? Yeah. Just fuck, man. She's, She's ruthless. Really... Yeah. I love her so much. And she needed to say it and he needed to hear it because, yeah. And and we'll get to it later, but like, Sansa. <laughs> I'm so upset I can't breathe. Oh. Um, but yeah, Sansa calls him out too. Like, did you bend the knee for a good cause or because of your dick? Like, bruh. Um, so then John gives a speech and then Tyrion gives a speech and then Sansa chimes in again with some more reasonable fucking arguments. Like, how are we supposed to feed everybody? We have enough stores for the North for the winter. How are we going to feed the, the biggest army the world has ever seen? And three dragons. And I love the way she's just like, what the fuck do dragons even eat? And then Danny has to be a bitch. I mean, granted, Sansa was kind of a bitch there. But Danny, whatever they want. Um, <laughs> hey, Danny, let's talk about this for a second, Danny. Because remember the last time your dragons ate whatever the fuck they want? They ate a child. So Right. And you were you... really upset. Yeah. So take a step back and shut your gob. And fuck, like, oh my god, really? You're gonna boast that your dragons eat whatever they want after that was a problem previously? A big problem. Oh, yeah, dude. That made you really, really upset. And now you're just like, yeah, it costs you to chain them up. Yeah. Like, right? Forgot? Uh. They eat whatever they want. And that's not a good thing. Again, I think it was a threat to Santa, which is like, one, okay, you just got here. Don't start threatening the Lady of Winterfell. Everybody loves her. Everybody. <laughs> and she's your boyfriend's sister. Like, what are you doing? She doesn't give a shit, clearly. She's just no. on her little fucking high horse doing whatever Danny does. Oh, God. I don't like her anymore, and that sucks. I do love the fact that right now, Santa, as Arya stated, is the smartest person on the show. Right? Yeah. Who would have thought? But I know. Good on you, Santa. And speaking of Santa, the next scene is Tyrion goes to Santa. And this, again, is a lackluster reunion. We have spent several seasons with Santa defending Tyrion about how he was nice and kind and helped her and they kind of have this weird exchange of information that's not a real conversation but they don't actually talk to each other they just say some things at each other it is so weird it is so so weird. weird and like she has she has a really good point you know but he's like well yeah you kind of fucked me over she's like well we both survived and then he tells her, well, the Lannister army's coming. She's like, you're fucking stupid. If you really think your sister's going to send that army, you're, you're really dumb. I thought you were smart. And it's like, yeah, 
She has a point, and then I just love it. Tyrion looks down, and creepy Bran is just staring through his soul. He is so creepy. Bran is creepy. So creepy now. And if you noticed, he was standing up above, too, because right behind Sansa, there's a window, and a crow went hopping by. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, so there's crows in all of these, ep- in all these scenes. You can find crows. So Bran is just, like, sitting in the middle of Winterfell, spying on everybody. Oh, he's so weird. He's got nothing else to do, so he's sending his birds everywhere to, like, see what everybody's doing because he can't walk around. Yeah, but Jesus. I get it, dude. I'm sorry for your loss of your legs, but Jesus. Yeah, it's bad. But so I really expected Sansa and Tyrion's reunion to be a lot better than that. Yeah. She she didn't even smile. Like, they had no bad blood. Against no, each he other. was actually, like, he really helped her out a lot in King's Landing. Yeah. If anyone des- deserved to be mad, it, like you said, it was Tyrion. Because, like he said, you know, oh, you kind of left me stranded there to get accused of murder and da-da-da-da. But what the fuck was she all salty about? Yeah, I fucking, man, I don't know. It was weird. And really, the only reunion that was great... I mean, the one between Bran and John was cute, but and this is actually the next scene. John and Arya's reunion was fabulous, but all the rest of them were just fucking lackluster. And well, there's like, one at the end. The one at the end was the bomb, yeah, but we'll get to that. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, we'll get oh, there. Oh, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they're out at the heart tree, and yeah, Arya and John they have a nice conversation. Um. But And it ends with Arya being like, uh, Sansa's the smartest person I've ever met. But again, okay, not that I don't disagree with you, Arya, but who the fuck are you? Because last season, you treated her like shit. What? Right, right. Yeah. So Exactly. And why would Arya think that? Because in the last season, he spent the entire season trying to convey something to her without just actually telling her like she was playing all these mind games with Santa and Santa didn't pick up on it right away from what we surmise maybe she did I don't we don't know no one knows <laughs> um, so why would that lead Arya to think that Santa is the smartest because from what we could tell Santa didn't pick up on it until toward the end which doesn't mean she'd be very smart yeah so I, why, when, when was Arya's change of heart about Santa? <laughs> I have no idea. See, none of these make sense. I almost feel like they're playing a trick on us. <laughs> yeah. When's the real Game of Thrones going to play? Seriously. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, I love that Arya backs up Santa. Like, I love the comment. And I believe her. It just doesn't fit with what happened last season. Yeah. Unless not more more stuff has happened between then and now that we're not privy to, but then make us privy because it doesn't make any sense. Right, because it's really annoying when we're sitting here like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, why do you think Santa's smart? That's You've never, ever hinted at that before. Right. That's new. Yeah. I believe it, but it's weird. Um, okay, then we jump to King's Landing. And, oh, this is fine. Kyburn and Cersei were fine. 
uh, Kyburn's like, I got some really bad news. The wall's been breached. Here comes the Night King. And Cersei, in true Cersei form, is like, good. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. That's what Cersei would do. No problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Euron has brought the Golden Company, and there's no elephants, and Cersei's really bummed about these elephants. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is it with you and elephants? I don't get it. I mean, they're great, yeah. but calm your tits, woman. <laughs> and Euron's like, let's go have some sex. And she's like, no, you gotta earn me. And he's like, bitch, I did. I did this, I did this, I did this. And she's like, okay, let's go. And that's kind of weird for show Cersei, because show Cersei's kind of a prude. But yeah. Book Cersei was a total whore. Book Cersei slept with people all the time to get what she wanted. So I'm conflicted on how I feel about her sleeping with Euron so quickly. Because well, I feel book, like she's kind of a prude in the show, too. No, I mean in the show. In the show, she's a prude, but in the book, oh, okay, she's a but in the book, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's... in the show, it was very out of character, I felt. Yeah. But in the but according to Cersei, book Cersei, yeah, totally. She would totally do that. Like, yeah, of course she did because she'd sleep with somebody every time. Every time she was mad at Jamie, she slept with somebody. <laughs> so, yeah, she slept with like members of the King's Guard. She slept with random knights. She's, I mean, she slept with tons of people. But yeah, so they fucked. Uh, then we get oh, so we get the we get Braun in the whorehouse. I wrote down it was fake Sansa, but then I had to correct it and put fake, fake Sansa because I read an article like yesterday or the day before about the gal, the second place Sansa gal. And she mentioned that she was glad she didn't get the part because of all of the like nudity and sex and stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute, aren't you a whore? And I looked and it's not the same person. Oh. Yeah, they look a lot alike, but not her. But I'm just going to keep calling her fake Santa. Wow. Because she earned it. Because she's, you know, she's a redhead and she's saucy and she committed to her role. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, but apparently not the same woman. I apologize to real fake Santa for calling you a whore. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Uh, we we get a call back to Ed Ed Sheeran Sheeran am I saying that right Sheeran Ed Sheeran Ed yeah Sheeran. okay Ed Sheeran uh, the whores are talking about different soldiers that they knew that have come back after the battle with the dragon and all this fucked up shit happened to them they they mentioned the ginger Eddie who came back whose face was burned off and now he has no eyelids how does he sleep that's him that's him yeah Aww. yeah super sad um <laughs> i love how like nonchalantly fake fake santa like gets to business <laughs> right i love it because in all of the other scenes with whores it all looks so sexy and like awesome like ooh, how sensual but this wasn't sexy at all. No, she's like, just like, can't jam it on there. You're good to go. Yeah. And they're having this conversation about these other guys. And Bronn's like, hey, ladies, ladies, I'm the only person you know who shot a dragon. And they're like, yeah, but did you really? And she just like climbs up on him and like, like, let's do this. And like, <laughs> it was great. 
It was. That was way more realistic than the normal. Like, you know, let me gyrate all over you and then we can do it. She's just like, just jam it yeah. in. We're good. Let's do this. <laughs> so I would have to say that was the second best acting in this episode was fake, fake Santa. Yep. Getting her done. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> that was great. And then Kyburn comes in. I, I do love Kyburn. Oh, that poor girl will dive the box within a year. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh she was like, God. uh, the one that was writing me? <laughs> Shit. That was and then so... he's like, well, anyway, you have to kill Jamie and Tyrion, so, and there's lots of gold outside for you, and it's like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, tell me more about the pox girl. I'm pretty sure that's the same crossbow that Tyrion killed Tywin with. I think so. Yeah. And Bronn's like, oh, fuck this family, man. No fucking chance is Bronn gonna kill either of them. No. No, no fucking way. I don't like mm, Cersei and Cersei's got to know that. So she's either, either the show writers forgot that Cersei's smarter than that or she's planning something because I feel like there's no way. I mean, we know that no way Bronn's going to do that. If he does, I'd be surprised. Um, but Cersei's got to know that Bronn would never do that. Because those I are like his, so. yeah. I mean, other than maybe Podrick, Jamie and Tyrion are his only friends. So okay, for a minute there, I was thinking, and I can't remember what it was. For a minute there, I was thinking there was a reason she wanted him out of King's Landing. Bronn. Yeah, but I can't remember what my theory was. I was like, oh, uh, she wants him out of King's Landing because of bleh. Well, she wanted him out of King's Landing back when Tyrion was on trial, but that's over. Yeah, I can't. Fuck. Like you I had really a, can't. like a recent uh, reason? Yeah, like when I was watching it, I was like, the minute Kyburn showed up, I was like, oh, she's trying to get him out of King's Landing because bleh. But I can't remember. Huh. So I might think of it later. Yeah, <laughs> think, let me know because I'm interested to know what her motivation could be, other than obviously killing her brothers, because that makes sense. But that does make sense. I know. I'm just But he's not gonna do it. So that, no. so yeah, that can't be her motivation because she knows that he won't do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping that I actually had something because now I'm starting to second guess myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it pops in, then yeah, let me know because I'm super curious what it might be. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we see so Cersei and uh, Euron post coitus, and she's just like, oh, I really wanted those elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking elephants. And one, she's drinking again. Yeah. So interesting. And they have another just kind of bullshit conversation. And again, it's not a real conversation. It's like they're each just saying one-liners at each other. Exactly. Back and forth. Back and forth. It's not how normal people talk to each other. It's very odd. And then he's like, I'm going to put a prince in that belly. And she kind of about vomits in her wine <laughs> and looks very sad and then takes a drink, which leads me to think a couple things. One, she miscarried. Two, she knows that she's been lying the whole time and she's in menopause. Oh, shit. Because that's, that's what I suspected the whole time was menopause. Because in the books, remember I mentioned how she, was, she kept firing her handmaidens for tightening her dresses? And she was having a couple other things happen, like 
like her sex drive was going all wonky and like all this stuff, which sounded like she was hitting menopause. And you know, Cersei, like she, she would never admit that she was getting old. No fucking way to her. She's always the most beautiful woman in the, in the seven kingdoms. So for her to admit that she's getting old would be disastrous for her psyche. Mm -hmm. So instead she convinced herself she was pregnant because those could all be pregnancy symptoms. Oh shit. Yeah. But then I think probably something happened and, and Kyburn was maybe like, yeah, yeah, you're probably not pregnant. You're probably old. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I will kill you for this. Well, but she hasn't. True. So, but then again, like, Kyburn's her only friend. Yes. <laughs> Gotta be smart enough to know that. That's I mean, true. It's, it's a mountain, but I don't know what a, what a good friend the mountain is right now. Oh, I just don't think he's much of a conversationalist. <laughs> no. Not not that Cersei needs anybody to say anything back to her when she's speaking, but, you know. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of Cersei's pregnancy. I'm pretty sure she's not pregnant at all or anymore. That would be something. Um, then we jump out. They did th They filmed this part really strangely. So we have that scene where we see Euron leaving Cersei. Then we get a shot of his ship out in the harbor and it's awesome the ship looks amazing um and theon saves yara hooray i was totally expecting euron to show up right i did and then he didn't come it was very anticlimactic yeah because they filmed it and we've bitched about it in other podcasts the way that especially the last couple seasons because sloppy writing how everybody seems to show up at the same time all the time yeah and so it's back what? Came, I said came back. As in, it came back. That was my husband diligently making sure my internet was working. Aw, what a good guy. But yeah, so they filmed it. So he was leaving, presumably to his ship, which we were then shown. But then he didn't show up. So it's like the one time it would have made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they had yeah. to throw us a bone. Like, what the? Wait, what did he detour to the bar? Like, where the fuck did he go? He was I just admiring himself in the mirror, like, oh, I finally fucked the queen. I finally yeah. fucked the queen. So, Euron is totally going to betray Cersei, I betcha. I betcha. So, Euron and the Golden Company, because I've always said that, I've already said the Golden Company is totally going to turn for Danny. I betcha. Now yeah. I'm I'm in the ship that Euron is going to do it to. Because now he's fucked her. He's done. Yeah? I Yeah, I don't think he gives a shit anymore. Well, and he already told Yara, like, if shit gets real, we'll just fucking sail back to the Iron Islands. That's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. totally. Uh, but yeah, so Theon comes. He saves Yara, which is great. I love how she headbutts him. <clears throat> and and then helps him up. Like, perfect. I love it. I love Yara. She's amazing. She stayed true yep. to form. She's she great. <laughs> yes. yeah. uh, she's like, I'm going back to take the Iron Islands. Euron's not there. It'll be easy. Sure, but he's gonna come back. So. <laughs> right. He's not just gonna be like, oh, well, no big deal. No, he will seek revenge. Yeah, that's a really temporary plan, Yara. But whatever. <laughs> 
and she tells Theon to go ahead and go fight for the Starks. So that was a really easy save. Like, we've built up to saving Yara for a long time, it feels like. Yeah. And it, it was a big character-defining moment when Theon grew the balls and paid the iron price with his men to get the respect to go save her. And it, it was super easy. And I'm so scared that that's going to be this entire season. That it's just going to be all these things that we've been building up to and they're just going <laughs> to haphazardly just fucking throw it together. I hope yeah. not. I hope that they're like at least the army of the dead scene, the fight scene at Winterfell. I'm hoping that at least that will be fucking epic and it'll blow our minds. Yeah, I hope so. Because oh, yeah. the Even ball the wall dropped so many times this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that's why I'm hoping that they... Because didn't you say they took an extra year to film it because they wanted it to be just right? Well, yeah. Well, they wanted it to be just right, but also they had to film in winter. So part of it was just they had to... They couldn't film in the summer, which is what they usually do. Uh, so that was part of it, too. But yeah, geez. they could have time to really nail down the writing and... Uh, but, oh well. Yeah. Uh, then they show... So the Karstarks are arriving back in Winterfell. Alice has arrived. They make a comment that they have a new sigil, which is bullshit, but whatever. Um, Davos says to Tyrion, like, you have to earn the Northern's loyalty. Like, da-da-da. And Tyrion's like, oh, I sent a proposal. And he's like, a proposal is exactly what I'm proposing. Jesus. Stop with the cheesy lines. <laughs> and speaking of cheesy, can we talk about Danny and John down in the fucking courtyard or whatever? Like, hey, you're cute. You're cute. John. Well, they're talking about them up above. Like, oh, yeah, if they get married, it would be great. Oh, the only redeeming thing in this shot was Ben Varys pointing out that nothing lasts. God, I hope so. I want them to break up already. I'm over it. Yep. Uh, oh they will it's gonna be bad and I'm gonna love it because right now I hate them as a couple <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so here's our scene where they the dragons aren't eating because they're depressed because they don't like the north it has nothing to do with being traumatized it's just they don't like the north I guess <laughs> uh, Danny threatens Santa like we talked about then they go for their stupid fucking ride to the horrible fucking music. The music wasn't bad. It just didn't fit. Like yeah. If I had if heard that music out of live performance, I would have been like, God, this is beautiful. But it just, it's like they hired somebody for this scene that had never seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Okay, so then, yeah, the dragons are staring um, people online were speculating that they were smelling John like, oh, you smell like a dragon. But it was dumb. Yeah. Then we get, we're, we're in the, the smith in the, like, the forge. And the Hound and Arya have their reunion, which was fucking disappointing as hell. Mm-hmm. They just said some one-liners to each other. Oh, you're a salty bitch. Oh, but I guess that's why you're alive. 
like, oh, really? That that's the conversation that the two of you have when you see each other again. I don't buy it. Exactly. And I mean, he, you know, they exchanged some looks and he does look proud, you know, and she's like, well, first I robbed you. And he kind of looks at her all proud. Well, you're, you know, whatever, you're an AC cunt or whatever. But, and then he just walks away and it's like, okay. Yeah. I, I really expected him to say at least like bottom of the barrel would have been him saying, well, I'm, I'm glad you're here or I'm glad you made it. Something like that. Right. But oh, they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even do that much. It's horrible. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? And I I mean, it would have been, I don't know. I it would maybe far fetched, but Arya I don't know, say something along the lines of she was glad he didn't die. But I know that maybe she wouldn't admit that to him, but you know what I mean? Just something some some phrase or turn of words that implied that you know anything anything would have been better than what that was it was like oh again so fucking anticlimactic just like are you guys even trying yeah we spent a long time with these two developing a relationship and then that's that's all we get for it well and that's the thing is when i found out you know when we find out that the hound isn't dead one of the first thoughts, and I'm sure I'm not alone with in this, was, oh, God, Arya's going to be so happy to see him. And they keep hinting that they're going to be, you know, they're going to reunite. They're going to reunite. And you're like, so they're building it up for you. And you're just like, oh, my God, she's going to be so happy and so relieved. Nope. Neither of them were. Nope. Yeah. Just, they just no. talked shit to each other and then walked away. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was like, garbage. Okay. Yeah. Was total fucking garbage. Um... Arya and Gendry's reunion was pretty cute. It was? Yeah. They're going to end up together, aren't they? They're going to be oh, married. They're totally going to get married. No. Yeah. If they don't but, die. <laughs> yeah, if they survive. Um, yeah, they... And again, they're, this show is putting on pretty thick. Like, oh, did you guys notice them flirting? Yeah, we noticed. Okay. But it was Just cute. Just sure. It was yeah. cute. Because she's not was, a little girl anymore. Like, she's not this tiny child. So now it's actually kind of cute instead of just creepy. Yeah, I had to set some people straight online about this. So they, a bunch of people were complaining about the age difference. And they were trying to make Gendry out to be about 30 and her to be about 17. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, okay, let's look at the timeline, everybody. Even Okay, the show's timeline... <coughs> <coughs> would add two years to Gendry's age. Even with the extra two years on Gendry's age, it's fine. Because Robert Baratheon's rebellion happened 17 years prior to the start of the show, which would make Gendry at the oldest 16 at the <laughs> season one. Right. Arya was 10 or 8 at the beginning of the show. She's now, Arya is now 17 or 18, which would make Gendry, uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, it works out fine. Like, oh, yeah. No, I never thought there was a huge age difference there. It's just because she was such a small child, you know, it was like a little bit, not creepy. And he wasn't like flirting with her then. They were just having a no. cute, they were just friendly. It wasn't creepy, but 
I just felt weirded out for myself because I was like, oh my God, they're flirting. But then I was like, oh, but she's like 12. But now it's just like cute. Now it's like, oh, now it's fine. It's totally appropriate. Um, I think I figured out he's 23. Like at the oldest, he's 23, maybe 24. And if she's 17 or 18, that's fine. Right. Even like by today's standards, that's oh, yeah. perfectly fine. Dude, I dated dudes that old when I was 18. Right. Like, it, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't even blink an eye at it. Like that was totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great. It's cute. Arya wants him to make her a Valerian or a dragon glass spear thing, I guess. It looks like it screws apart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am curious to see that come to fruition and what the fuck she's planning. Yeah, because the drawing's kind of weird because, like, it looks, the proportions of it are kind of strange. Like, it, I, I guess it, it's, if it's a spear, it would have been longer and skinnier and the part's smaller, right? Yeah. But it was, like, kind of squatty and the part, and the, the two ends were kind of bulbous. And then it looked like it screwed together, right? Yeah, that's that that's what of... it looked like to me, too. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not totally sure what that is. Everyone online referred to it as a spear, but that didn't look like a spear. No, that was not a spear. Maybe the closest thing I can think of is the spear that the Night King used to kill Val- Viserion. Uh... Maybe she's planning on killing Viserion again with a dragon glass version. But it's still the proportions looked strange. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, then we find out the Glovers are staying at, at uh Deepwood Mott and Sansa talks shit to John, like, yeah, because uh they pledged allegiance to John, not uh, Danny. So they're basically giving you the finger. <laughs> She's got a point. Yeah. Yep. And rightfully so. She's given John some shade about it. Like you abandoned your title. You could have. You could have talked to me. You could have, because like she even mentioned last season, like that she wasn't getting messages from John while he was gone. She said it's a little finger, like I haven't heard from him in weeks. So he wasn't, you know, conferring with with Santa or any of his advisors, nothing. He was just doing his thing. So yeah, she's a little fucking pissed. Like, you made a huge decision for all of us without even telling us. You didn't even tell us. Yeah. Fucking yeah, I'd be pissed too. And he's yeah. like, Well, she has don't... every reason to be salty for sure. For sure. Yeah, of course. It's like, well, we don't stand a chance without Danny. So I chose to save the North. And she's like, did you want to save the North or was your cock talking? <laughs> and, you know, well, he kept... in the end, it is all about cocks. <laughs> yeah, in the end, it's all about the cocks. Because every time someone mentions Danny, too, John gives this, like, little smile and he blushes. It's oh, yeah. dumb oh, yeah. as crap. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, okay, now here is the best scene in the whole show. It was amazing. I started to tear up. I couldn't hardly handle it. I couldn't believe how well he acted it. 
It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Uh, Jorah and Danny come in because Jorah wants to introduce Danny to the man that saved him. Um, I do, however, find it hard to believe that Jorah didn't know that he was Samwell Tarly. Did 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 they never? I guess maybe Sam never mentioned his last name when he was at the Citadel. I don't think he did, actually. I was thinking about that, too, because I was like, um, how did he not know that? But I don't think Sam ever, I think he just, I don't even think he knew his first name. I don't think Jory even knew his name at all. Yeah, they definitely said first name. He introduced himself as Sam. Uh, they, You know, when they shook hands, especially, I think they, you know, it's, I'm from the Night's Watch, I know your dad. Like, there was definitely an exchange of, like, personal information. But I guess mm-hmm. maybe he didn't mention Tarly. Um, I did like the scene though. Like, is there anything I can offer you? Oh, pardon, because blah 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 blah. Oh, and I stole a sword from the Citadel. No, from my house. You know, from Tarly. It's been there for generations. Oh, Randall Tarly. Oh, do you know him? Oh, I fucking had my dragons eat him. Oh, and just his face. Like you can't fake that face. No. Like he was legit crying. Like, that's, that's the, like, muscle in your face that happens when you're trying not to cry. Yeah, he did so good. God, it just hit me right in the feels. And then he's like, well, that's okay. At least I'll be welcome home again. Now the ridiculous, Lord. Oh, well, your brother stood with your father. And then, damn, hats off to you, whoever you are, Bradley. I forget your first name. Because... You are the man of the hour. That acting was pristine. Oh, my God. It was fucking fabulous. And I just love how he, like, I mean, I'm sad for it. But he's like, thank you for telling me. Can I Can I get the fuck out of here now? Like, Yeah, because I'm going to lose my shit. Right. God, how fucking yeah, awful. He, he acted appropriately. Like, he knew that that was the queen. He couldn't have an outburst at the queen. He kept it cool. Like, he actually reacted to the things he was saying. He reacted to the people, that, like, the, the status of the people who were talking to him. Like, that was the only believable scene almost in the entire episode. Yeah, because everybody else is just acting like a bunch of buffoons. Yeah. The Sam yeah. keeps it together, and he got the worst news of anybody this whole episode. Definitely. Yeah. Um... Okay, so then he runs outside. He sees Bran sitting out there all creepy, and he's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm waiting for an old friend. Okay, so let's make a note that it's dusk, okay, when we hear this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's dusk. <laughs> so <clears throat> Bran's like, it's time to tell John." Sam's like, no, you tell him. And Bran's like, no, you. So, so he goes down into the crypts. John is lamenting by Ned's tomb. Sam trips, which I hate, because, like, do we really still have to establish that Sam is the fat, clumsy one? Right. Yeah. I was pretty insulted by that. I thought that was really bad and in poor taste. Um, and then he's, like, crying. You know, he's still kind of crying. He's like, don't you know what? Daddy executed my dad and my brother. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, bro. Well, which, and then we, this is the conversation that we talked about. Blah, 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 blah. 
you're the king of the seven kingdoms. And then you could hear a pin drop in there. And your mother, she was Lyanna Stark. And your real dad was Rhaegar Targaryen. And then John is like, my father was the most honorable man in the world. He was Ned fucking Stark. Sam's like, your father, Ned Stark, uh, yeah, it's still honorable because he promised Lyanna to protect you. Because Robert, if he had known, would have killed you. So, yeah, he lied to you, but because he was honorable. And Great. then we get a whole bunch of non-reaction to that. Like you said, when we talked about it the first time, like, he doesn't react to any of it. Oh, but Danny's the queen, and it's treason of you to say that she's not the queen. Who gives a shit right now? Let's talk right? about the fact that you're Leanne Starks and Rhaegar Targaryen's son. It's like he didn't even give a fuck. He was just like, oh, that's interesting. Well, okay, I'm going to go. Bye. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not what we're talking about, John. Stay on topic. Right? <laughs> it's almost like I got to wonder if maybe it was just too much for him to handle. So he was just like in shock. So he was just like, but Danny's the, the queen. You know? That's got to be the only answer. That's got to, I mean, that's got to be it because otherwise it makes zero sense why he, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, like, how many times did I talk about how cool it was that Ancestry.com, I found my brother and sister, right. and and I, I even knew they existed already, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's not like it was a big surprise to me, I just got confirmation of something I already knew. John, on the other hand, found out everything was a lie, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, oh, but what about Danny? Yeah. It's like, fuck Danny. I mean, not literally. You've already done that. But God. I have a quit fucking Danny. Right. Jesus. Yeah. So (sighs) that was awful. Um, Then we get seen with uh, the Tormenton gang and the screaming kid. (laughs) And so, so we're, we're a day out from the, the army of the dead hitting Winterfell. So I'm assuming next episode, it's gotta be, because if they try to make it seem like they're not there yet, I'm calling bullshit again. Right. Unless they made a pit stop to like, I don't know, feast on, I don't know. Especially when everything's been so sped up in the last like two seasons. Right. Yeah. So if they try to slow shit down now. Like, no, you can't do that. You can't crank it and be like, oh, we're going to slow it down now. Right. So then this is this is the best reunion in the in the episode. We, the cloaked writer is coming into Winterfell. <laughs> Who could it be? Um, I thought it was going to be a woman. I thought maybe it was Brienne. Um, but it turned out to be Jamie. And he's kind of looking around and, oh... There's Bran. This is the friend he was waiting for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was waiting for an old friend. It was Jamie. Oh, by the way, it's daytime now. So Bran sat out there all fucking night. <laughs> well, he's creepy Bran. Yeah. Like, he sat out in the dark and the cold. <laughs> like Just fucking his, being creepy. Yeah. His spidey sense sucks if he didn't even know what time his friend was going to show up. Right, like, I thought he was a super talented raven. Like, come on. Yeah. Didn't he see in his vision that he showed up 
in daylight. So why don't you go ahead and inside and get some sleep and then come back out? Well, it's really hard to be creepy when you're well rested. This is true. <laughs> so he, he really is nailing. I mean, I will literally never refer to him as Bran again. He's just creepy Bran. It's going to be creepy Bran for the rest <laughs> of forever. Because I swear to God, he makes me just. Ugh. Yeah. I can't. I can't handle it. It's too much. I love and how I, now, yeah. every time Bran says something creepy, Sans is there, and she always looks over like, yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> God. He's creepy now. Yeah. This is my creepy brother. Like, I remember back in the day when I didn't used to fear for my life every time I closed my eyes. Yeah. Those were, those were great times. Those were great times. So anyway, does anybody, like, you know, want to have a sleepover? <laughs> oh Jesus, that kid! I'm. But, I have. Jamie and Bran have a really good stare down. Yeah, like do. Jamie is just like, oh, I fuck, I forgot. Shit, you're here. Right. Damn it. I'm oh gone. wait, yeah, you live here. Fuck. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, I am so dead. They are gonna hang me, and quarter me. Like, it's going to be bad. Um, but it'll be fine because Bran will vouch for him and be like, no, you guys, he's good now. It's great. Uh, Brienne, who who the fuck knows where Brienne is? Um, I'm Brian's like, oh, she's there. I'm like, I, we haven't seen her. Where the fuck is she? Oh. Um, so... I, I don't fucking know. Let's let's say she's in Winterfell. She's going to get there eventually. She'll vouch for Jamie, Like, oh, he saved my life. He uh, he wanted to protect Santa. All, you know what I mean? Like, he's got plenty of people to be like, no, 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 Jamie's cool. Bran won't give a shit about his legs. You know what I mean? So it, Jamie's fine. He'll be fine. He doesn't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, because Daenerys is going to want him dead. Oh, that's true. That's true, because he did sort of kill her dad. Kind of. Yeah. He is the case. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's interesting, though, because maybe she, because she has finally admitted, like, oh, my dad was a bad guy. So maybe she'll be like, no, dude, I get it. No, you know what? Season four, Danny would have understood season eight danny who's not gonna understand well because she's she's just so she's just dead set on being like dominant yeah yeah anyway we'll see if the show goes that route and just feeds jamie to a dragon willy-nilly i'm gonna be so mad like if that's the end of his arc to just get fed to one of danny's dragons because we don't know what else to do with him (laughs) that's gonna be the dumbest shit in the seven kingdoms i'm gonna be severely disappointed okay so sean you know sean Sean. (laughs) sorry i don't know why i just said that too much wine so sean (laughs) is like you know he loves wheel of time and he and this is like this has happened with multiple shows and movies where he's read the book or books and loved them And then they do a show or a movie. And he always says, and you know how cynical he is, you know, I I love and hate that about him. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, can you just be positive about something just once? But I get it. 
and I, I don't, I wouldn't change him for the world, but you know, like, he, like I, anytime, yeah. you know, you, you've spent a lot of time around him. Yeah. And he's like, you know, with Wheel of Time, he's like, oh, they're doing a show about it. It's probably going to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Brian is saying the same thing. Like, yeah. And I understand. Honestly, I feel like Wheel of Time would be a lot harder to pull off than Game of Thrones. Because if they have a lot of magic and stuff like that, so it's I think it would be really easy to make it corny. But I'm scared, and I get where they're coming from because before I was like, well, I I understand you don't want it to suck, but now I'm scared, and I didn't read the books, but I've seen you know every episode up till now. I'm so scared that the next five or six, however many episodes of Game of Thrones, is just going to be fucked, and I'm going to be really really depressed and be like, I wish I would have stopped watching season seven yeah well think about it think about it this way nicole you still haven't read the books so you you can you still have that option because the books are amazing the books are 10 times better than the show and the show is great that's true and for me as soon as they very they went off of the books which was like season five season six um I it's different. I just considered it show versus book. The books will be different. The show is they're different entities. I still have the books to read. So just think about that. Like if the show ruins it, you still have something to look forward to. That's true. And they are so different. So that would be nice. And I know that the ending of the books is going to be different than the ending of the show. Well, so... that there's the ending will be the same, but they'll get there in a different way, whatever that means. Hmm. So, but you know what? To me, the journey is the ending. So I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to report back in 50 years when the books get finished. <laughs> <laughs> when George R. R. Martin's great great grandson finishes them, like, well, this is our legacy. Exactly. Well, freaking uh, George uh, Jordan died during Wheel of Time, and he had to have Sanderson finish his books. Oh, so I don't. Hopefully, George has somebody lined up to finish his because he's old and he's not in the best shape. Yeah, and he's slow. Slow. Been a long time, George. Get on it. I've heard, and that's why I'm like kind of glad I never started reading the books because I get impatient, and that's when I just give up. Like I could be totally loving a series, like a book, you know, a series of books, and the minute I feel like I've been waiting too long, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm on to the next because it just fucks with my emotions too much. No, I get it. Yeah. Jess is at that point with game of Thrones. Like he just doesn't give a shit anymore. And he's the one that told me to read the books in the first place. Many, many years ago. Yeah. Cause I, before the show came out and yeah, now he just doesn't care. He's like, eh, whatever. It's just too much. I'm sure he'll get back into it though. Once they actually come out with the next book, he'll probably be like, okay, I'm excited again. But yeah. Yeah, I, get hopefully. It. I totally get it. It's so hard because <laughs> you're like, how long can you sit with anticipation just building? Yeah. So but... did you watch the the little like next on Game of Thrones? I did not. I did. Okay. I, so don't say anything because I didn't. I didn't watch it. It didn't give a lot away. Okay. Um, and I yeah. Uh, I don't know. So do you have predictions for the next episode? Um, I don't think, no, I mean, I don't. 
Not for the next episode, no. I think that we'll have the the battle against the White Walkers next episode. I think that'll be quick. Yeah, I think that will be... um, And if it doesn't get wrapped up in episode two, it will in episode three. Like, I think that that will be over quicker than we think it will. That would be interesting. Yeah, because they're, like I said, they're a day out. If there's no way the show is going to be like, okay, episodes two, three, four, five, and six are all one big battle against the White Walkers. I would hate that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awful. Like, people that like game, we don't like Game of Thrones. Like, the battles are cool, but that's not why we watch it. We watch it because of the political intrigue. Exactly. So, yes. I hope they don't fuck it up by just making it a freaking five episode long battle. I, I don't think they will. I just don't. How many? I've heard different. I've heard there's six and I've heard there's seven episodes. There's six. Okay, good. Okay. Six for sure. Last season had seven. This one has six. Okay, that's what I thought, but I was like, mm. so. Yeah, because they can't just end it. Like, uh, yeah, I I don't think that the Army of the Dead is coming. I don't think they're going to make it to Winterfell the next episode. No, I, no I have next. a feeling, yeah, I have a feeling that episode three is just going to be at Winterfell. It's just going to be the battle. Okay. Which would still, yeah, that's still, I think that's possible too. I don't think they would break it up into two different. What the fuck would happen if if the battle is episode three, then would episode two just be them preparing for battle? I don't. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. Kitty, I don't want you on me right now. Um, sorry, my cat has an entire episode of battle prep. Either. Yeah, that's true. But you never know with this show. Yeah, it'll be. Because, I mean, we've pretty much seen... Because everybody's all in the same place. So we're not... We don't need to have, like, oh, catch up in King's Landing and catch up in the Riverlands and catch up in... Oh, and we can we can probably forget about Edmure. I doubt we'll ever find out what happened to Edmure. Oh, yeah, what the fuck is that all about? I know. For real. It bothers yeah. me. But, yeah, the Riverlands have been forgotten. Um... But you know what I mean? So we're not hopping around. We only have essentially two places. Cersei and John Danny Santa. Yeah. Those are our, our, you know, our major places. So we can't, nothing we're going to do, if, if we're battle prepping to, to, and the episode is like over, is like just under an hour, just over an hour. That's going to be a, a lame hour. Yeah, hopefully, then, yeah, I'm hoping that my prediction is wrong. Yeah, because Cersei, what the fuck is she gonna, she's got no one to talk to. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and I don't want to see more of her in Neuron. I'm just, I'm over yeah. it. It's... They, they well, and that's the thing, though. What's gonna happen with Yara and, you know, the Greyjoy thing? You know, I... maybe they'll focus on that? I don't know. <coughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Because, yeah, at some point, the Golden Company has got to get involved. Um, (coughs) Since (coughs) since Cersei... (coughs) uh, 
since Cersei has not gone north, they have to come south. Oh, crap. Hold on. Sorry. My cat is... <laughs> God, he's been alone all day, so he's freaking out. Okay, anyway, sorry. Since when now? <laughs> Um, the Golden Company, the only way they're going to get involved is if somebody comes south. The only way they're coming south is if they defeat the White Walkers, or the White Walkers kill everybody, and it's White Walkers versus Cersei, which I doubt. Yeah. I doubt it's going to be a Cersei is the final straw for humankind. God, that would be... yeah. Yeah, that would be dumb. Thanks for listening. Your watch has ended. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.